0: If you have your Bible, and I hope that you do, join me this morning in Colossians chapter 4. Uh, we're going we're gonna to spend some time there, and in just a second I'm going to tell you why. Uh, this, has been, uh, this has been something that is a result of a change, and, and I'll tell you that story in just a minute. But I want to give you a recap of, of what this weekend has held for us. And it, it's been a phenomenal weekend and a, uh, a quick weekend uh, because of, of being out and being about and, and doing some work. And I went through all of the notebooks that, uh, that I hand out to teams as, as we go door-to-door to help us collect information. And, and here's, here's what we were able to accomplish yesterday. Uh, with meat counting late last night, very tired. So I, there's a good chance I missed some also. I'm going to go back and double check. But we made contact with 208 houses yesterday. Um, there's, I, we don't count any house that has no soliciting uh, because we honor that and we don't uh, we don't go to those doors but by the counts that we had we had we contacted 208 homes uh, we had 42 conversations invitations prayer uh, just all kinds of conversations and then we had three gospel discussions yesterday and opportunities to share the gospel to hear uh, from people their their life stories and um, Garrett and I, the way the day ended for us yesterday was the highlight of everything that we did yesterday, the very last house that we went to, which wasn't supposed to be our last house, but by uh, divine providence it was. Uh, We spent over half an hour with a gentleman and talked life and talked the gospel and heard from his story and his journey um, and his journey and his life story, just like ours, has been a mess and has been a wreck. But he knows God and he trusts God and he's trying to find his way back. And what we reassured him and Garrett did an incredible job. They just They just got literally heart to heart, not eye to eye, but heart to heart and you know what garrett shared with him was that it's it's not his journey to recover and it's not his story to recover but it's god's god is writing it god is working in it and for him just to let go of everything he's trying to hold on to and trust god in the process and trust god in his direction and his will for life and it was we we got through with that conversation and looked at the, the clock because we knew what time we were supposed to wrap up for our, our next thing and we had like five minutes and it's like okay, that's where that's where we were supposed to stop. So it was just, it was a fantastic weekend again uh, to the crew from Champion Forest. Thank you uh, for giving up uh, a weekend away from friends and family to come to Austin and walk around in the streets of Pflugerville and die in the heat and, and, and give, it, give everything that you have uh, for Christ. And, and what we know for sure, and we've known this all along with my conversations and friendship with Owen, uh, but just to get to experience with you yesterday, you know, your heart is for the kingdom. <laughs> and you brought that here and helped us do the work that we were called to do here. And we just, again, we just say thank you. We're, we're so very appreciative. We ended the day last year with a backyard bash, and it was good. It was good. We had some good hamburgers. Uh, We did have somebody come. We had an opportunity to talk to somebody. Um, But it's okay that there wasn't the big crowd uh, because I don't think it would have been as effective if there had been a big crowd. But what we need you to do is pray for us with C4 going forward and the connections and contacts that we have made and the opportunities to continue those relationships and develop other relationships. And Tuesday night... Hopefully, prayerfully, we'll have a crowd show uh, to play Global, which I can't wait to play because I've never played this. Garrett's built it up really big, so I'm hoping it's all that he says it is. But uh, we're going to have fun Tuesday night, so pray for that. Pray for our opportunity to continue to connect and have an opportunity to express our love and our life with Christ through recreation, through games. So we're looking forward um, to Tuesday night. Now back to back to where we are, how we ended up this morning in Colossians chapter four and why. Um, this was not the message for this morning. I I, I had a I have a calendar where I, I plan out a message and series way ahead and and this wasn't it. And some stuff happened this last week. If if you didn't watch the news, uh, there were there were some announcements made, some decisions that were made, and another uh, another change has come about. Um, and here, what it pointed to to me, and I'm, I know for all of you as well, we have such a great need and and I can't I can't express it in words Um, I I can't put it in writing that expresses it adequately but we have such a need for healing and restoration in our country our country is a wreck Uh, our world is a wreck but our country is a wreck and we are we are so divided we are just so divided and and the other day the line became even clearer, even brighter, even higher up almost like a wall creating more of a divide. And and for us as the church, capital C church, for us as believers, for us that live and fight for the kingdom and and declare the truth, we have we have a big we have a big opportunity and we have a, a big decision to make and we have a huge hurdle in front of us. And here here's why I say that because what is what is so key and what is so important and what for us in declaring the truth and living our lives for Christ we we've, we've got to we've got to look at things from the standpoint of what we do how we act and what we say because in all of those things we can either build a relationship and have the opportunity to speak truth, or we can tear it down, destroy it, and maybe never get that opportunity opportunity back. We know from First Peter 3, and I'm going to read this to you. Um, if, if you want to join me there, go right ahead. But it, um, we, we know it says, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. And, I, and please hear me when I'm reading this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not creating categories, and I'm not creating divides. I'm just I'm reading what, what's recorded for us. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. And here's, here's the words for us to hang on to. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone that that asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and respect Having a good conscience so that when you are slandered those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame For it is better to suffer for doing good If that should be God's will than for doing evil and here's here's for me the the heart of that and the 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 pulse for where we are in our country and 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 what we need to do as believers is with grace with gentleness and with respect we we can't we can't just plow forward with our voices And our opinions and expect to have a voice we can't we can and we should and we're we are commanded to declare and stand on the truth that's that's what we're taught from the word that's what we know as believers what we are to do but the word tells us to do that with gentleness and respect And there's not a lot, if if you've done anything on social media looking around, for the most part, there's not a lot of gentleness and respect going on right now. There's a whole lot of condemnation from both sides. From both sides of whichever issue. Right now we have one front and center, but we could stand here and just list issue after issue after issue after issue. And sadly, sadly, For us as, again, Capital C Church, the Church of Jesus Christ, over the years, through history, there's so many cases where we have fumbled, stumbled, and lost opportunity to share the love of Christ in the name of speaking the truth. Trust me, I believe in the truth. And if we have the opportunity to talk to someone, we should share the truth, but in love and in respect, and respect goes both ways. If, if we want someone to listen and have the opportunity to speak into their life, we have to respect their opinion and respect their side of the issue and listen, and that is hard sometimes, right? It is so very hard. So that leads us to Colossians chapter 4. And again, I told you this was not where I started for this weekend and, and not was what was planned on the calendar. But it's, it's what I think we, need to, we really need to give consideration to this morning. And it's, it so happens it's, it's a book that I've been really digging into and really studying again. And it's based on C4 what we're trying to get off the ground with college and, and young adults. So I always say this. I, there, I, I think God has a sense of humor the way he kind of brings things together. And, and this being in front of me for a few weeks now, and then the events that have taken place, it was just like, okay, right here, Heath, listen to what I'm saying. Understand the opportunity Understand what you need to do and how you need to approach. So I want to share this with you from my heart this morning. But also as a call for all of us as we're living our lives in Christ. Sharing the truth with the world. As an embattled church. Because the church. And, and I know we don't like to talk about this. But the church is in trouble. And we, we can see it all around us. The church is in trouble. The world is screaming louder than we're speaking. We're on the, we're on the losing side right now. But we still have such an op- awesome opportunity. And we know, the word tells us, that the gates of hell will not prevail. The church of Jesus Christ will prevail. But right now, it looks like we're on the wrong side of the fence. So Paul gives us some instructions that are so critical for us. So, so let's go Colossians chapter 4. We're going to read together verses 2 through 6 and then unpack a few thoughts together uh, as, as we go through that this morning. But Paul writing to the church in Colossae, and, and again, this was written at about, in about 60 A.D. from prison in Rome. Paul writes, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart Pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ That is why I'm here in chains Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should verse 5 live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive, so that you will have the right response for everyone. And and to kind of set up and understand what Paul is writing. Again, he wrote this from prison in Rome. This is a city that Paul has never visited. We know uh, from studying history, Paul had never been there. This is this is a church plant of one of Paul's disciples and, and Paul has instructed and and led and and, and 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 raised up this this person but the church has been infiltrated and I don't use that word all the time it's, it's gotten in the door uh, what we refer to as relativism or syncretism um, meaning that there's a combination of all kinds of ideas and thoughts and religions and what comes out of this later in history is what we know as Gnosticism and and from the Greek what that means is that they think there's they have this special knowledge and this special insight and they deny Christ as God and Savior that's that's what has crept in into this church and so what what Paul is in, instructing him and what what he unwraps for him in the book in the letter that he wrote to him the takeaway is that as everything else has become a, and can become relative then everything for the church can just be all over the map and and we could get there so so Easily and he's riding Paul is riding to fight those errors Instruction to combat those errors and show the believers remind the believers that they have everything that they need in Christ that there's nothing else that they need but Christ and that Christ has absolute supremacy and soul sufficiency Those are words we don't use very often and and so often for us, that's not the way that we're living our lives in complete and absolute trust in Christ. We can say that we are, but so often for us, there's something that creeps in, that that gets in the way of that supremacy and that sufficiency. And that's what that's what Paul is calling him back to. And if you if you go through the book, what he through the letter, I keep saying the book, the letter, what he's. Unwrapping for them in the beginning is the person and the works of Christ that visible image of the living God the creator the head of the body the head of the church and the truth that his death made it possible for us to stand before God his death made it possible for all believers to stand before God completely righteous to stand before God and that the empty teachings that they're hearing that they need to reject those and come back to the truth that established who they are in Christ. And he turns to the divinity, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ to, to show again, to, um, to emphasize again to the believers that what Christ has done is enough. And what Christ did for us is what we as believers then are sent to carry out his love to the world. And he's challenging this church to take those things back out instead of sitting and listening and and wrapping everything up into just this relative whatever today is said and whatever today is believed. Well, that's what we're going to go with back to the basics, back to that reality, the truth, and, and the decision that they had all made to follow Christ because he is enough. And for us as the church, we've got in, in the world that we're in as an embattled church, as a church that's in trouble, we've got to get back To that point in our lives back to that supremacy of Christ and the soul sufficiency of Christ He is all we need because of what he did He is all that we need and that's you know there's a moment in our lives as believers That we came to that point of understanding and believing and putting our faith in him and what he did for us as our hope And and again, I'm afraid that we've just we've just kind of Gotten away from that and now we're standing again Facing the opportunity the opportunity To speak and to share the truth and the love of Christ But we need to do that with grace and respect and even honor With the people that we're talking with. Just like yesterday going door to door. We all heard some crazy opinions. And we all had the opportunity to speak truth into those relative worldly opinions. Because we believe in that truth. And we don't know what the result of the time that we spent will be. But we do know going away with confidence that we spoke the truth. We shared the truth. The seeds have been planted. And God is the God of harvest. We started the conversation. Hopefully someone else will come back and engage in that conversation again. Or we'll have another opportunity to continue that conversation and continue to speak truth in love as Christ has called us to. But I want us also to look at some of the things that Paul outlines for us because as as a struggling church, as an embattled church, as uh, we face an opportunity in the world like never before, one of the things that Paul points out right in the... From the get-go in those verses that we looked at, those, those first four verses, there was one key element of those verses, and it's the word, but it doesn't need to be a word for us. It needs to be a life for us, and that is prayer. Prayer. Look at what look at what Paul is is saying and even asking he's saying devote yourselves that's instruction to the church there and that's instruction to us clear instruction to us devote ourselves to prayer we know there's so many verses throughout the Bible that tell us and teach us and instruct us to pray one first 1 Corinthians five 7, 1 Corinthians first 1 Thessalonians 517 pray without ceasing It's 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 not um, It's not a suggestion It's not a thought or an afterthought. It should be our lifestyle Well, how do you pray without ceasing? You know because we we get caught in our brains and and I say we maybe it's just me But I get caught in my brains when I hear somebody talking about prayer, and I'm thinking about praying you know that's that literally comes to mind sitting in a chair, head bowed, eyes closed, and, and, you know, the the that activity of prayer. But of life of prayer, pray without ceasing, it is part of who we are. It's an ongoing, nonstop conversation with God through Jesus, asking for his will, alert to what he's teaching us and telling us, and thinking. Thankful for all of the ways and all of the things that he speaks to and reveals to us Those opportunities that he puts in front of us by living a prayerful life We all we always pray give us the opportunities to share and make us aware of those If we're living a life of prayer we're going to Instantly be aware of those things that he puts in front of us because as Paul writes for us. We're alert To how God is working in us and around us and our lives should be constant prayer Literally constant Conversation I I used to I used to talk about it all the time Uh, in in previous life. I spent many hours in a car or on an airplane traveling um, and what an awesome opportunity to pray uh, you know you get tired of music or you get tired of a podcast or you know things that you that you're listening to but what an awesome opportunity to pray as we walk what an op- awesome opportunity to pray as we just go about life what an awesome opportunity in that that state in that mind of prayer, asking God constantly, show me. Show me what's right in front of me. Show me your will today where you have me right now. God, don't let me miss what you've put me in, but a a life of prayer. And Paul goes on, he's asking, he says, pray for us too. Remember, he's writing for from prison pray for us that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ we are in a in a constant prayer life a state of prayer but as we pray for each other we're also asking God to show us all all of those opportunities around us and in prison where it could be miserable and he could just shut down he's asking prayer for those opportunities to continue To do what got him there anyway remember he's in prison in Rome And we've some of us have talked about this before he's in prison in Rome because he wouldn't be quiet He wouldn't quit sharing about Christ. He wouldn't quit talking about Christ Man that that would be us that we, we would be willing to not stop And find ourselves in trouble because we're talking about Jesus. And then asking for those opportunities to continue to proclaim the message of Christ. In the middle of a storm. Guys, we're in the middle of a storm. Our prayer should be for those opportunities to share the love of Christ. That should be our constant prayer. And the opportunities... Are all around us and he says again, pray that I'll proclaim the message as clearly as I should. It always has to be clear. It always has to be with clarity. We can't share partial truth. We can't speak half truth. We have to be clear as we share. But again, we have to be mindful of the opportunity. Mindful of the audience and consider it as we share. Uh, that's that's just so important for us, especially in, in the time that we are now. And he goes on, verse 5, and even unwraps that some more. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you'll have the right response For everyone. The truth was attractive to us at one time, right? The truth continues to be attractive to us. When we have those opportunities to proclaim the truth, which is better? To stand up and beat a drum and just scream the truth just cause or which is better, to engage in a conversation speaking the truth, in love, with patience, for the opportunity to continue the conversation. Not share the truth and be abrupt and blunt and then close a door to never have that opportunity to go back again, but to share the truth Proclaim the truth the whole truth. It sounds like Judge Judy and nothing, but the truth So help me God and and th- that's my heart and that's the heart of Crosswalk Flugerville. We will always teach and proclaim the truth But there are times with the truth that gentleness is necessary compassion is Necessary and love for the person that we're talking to is always necessary Not just a blunt hard fist to the face because God said so That's not going to get us anywhere But with gentleness and consideration we're going to have Opportunity after opportunity to speak truth. And conversations we had on porches yesterday that sound just like conversations that we've had over and over again. Lifestyles and life choices don't reflect the truth of God's word. But in our conversations, they have no doubt, and they is not a category. They have no doubt that they are welcome to join us here. And that wherever they are in life, we will love them as God's creation with the truth of his word. God is the one that changes lives. We can't change a life. We can't change a heart. God does. And so we've got, to be, we've got to be all about his truth in those opportunities through love and compassion and his heart. My heart and my opinion don't matter. And trust me, I'm full of opinions. I'm full of opinions. And I know what this truth says. And I know that in my person what that gives me the desire to want to say. But I also know, because of the, the love that Christ has showered on me, who I was, if that had been an approach with me, I wouldn't be standing here with you today. I would have had none of it. And that's, that's exactly, that's exactly how we must approach the issue that's screaming today But all of the issues That divide our nation all of the issues that divide the church Stand on the truth But share it with love listen as you share engage in conversations be interested in who you're talking to they have a story and there's a reason there's a reason in their hearts that they believe and stand on what they believe and stand on we can't mix it we can't we we can't make it just relative but in those opportunities we can speak truth in love and see how Christ will work in those hearts. So what what I'm sharing with you this morning from my heart and what I'm begging all of us as we go out today and, and go forward from Sunday today is be prayerful, be mindful, be alert for those opportunities and don't go in, don't go in with The truth just blazing and closing the door. Go with gentleness and love and consideration, standing on the truth. And God will give us those opportunities to speak truth. And be courageous, step into those, take those opportunities. And I know I've said this 3,000 times now, but what we say, how we act is so important. And be respectful. Always be respectful as you share. Let's pray together. We're, <laughs> we're going to worship together some more this morning. Um, and w- we want to have the opportunity today to be able to respond uh, to, uh, to how God is, is moving and, and teaching and what he's calling each of us to this morning. And so as, as Garrett leads us, however God is speaking to you this morning in your heart, there's, there's a need to respond. There's, there's a need to respond. The altar looks different here, but if, if you need to come to the altar to kneel and to pray, do that. I'll be in the back here and will be in the back with me. If you need to pray with us, we would love to pray with you because for all of us, the reality is in our hearts and in our minds, We, we know we, we know the truth that we stand on. It's deep in us as believers. That truth is part of who we are. But maybe, maybe for us, we're wrestling with, again, I am, I've already shared that with you, we're wrestling with the how. We we know what God instructs us to do, but we're still wrestling with it because of opinion. And so what we need to cry out this morning to our Father is not our opinion, but His will. And not our mind, but His heart. And not our words, but His love. So this morning as as we worship together, however however God is, is speaking to you in this, surrender yourself. Absolute complete surrender to Him to what He would have you to do with those opportunities that we're going to have to share His love and His hope. So listen to how He leads and then to respond to what He's calling you to. Father, this morning i God, we are, we are so thankful. We're just so thankful for the truth of Your Word. God, we're so thankful for the peace and the hope that You give each one of us through Your Son. And God, we're so thankful today, now, for those opportunities that we're going to have. To share your name and your glory with the world around us. And Father, I, I, I do, I pray for all of us, beginning with me, God, that my heart is clean and clear of my opinion, and that my heart is full of your love and your desire and your purpose. For mankind. And God, may we all just speak only with love the truth that we know as we fight the battle in the world that we live in. And Father, we love you so much. God, we trust you with everything and God we so desperately need you now and we pray this in Jesus name Amen